Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together, verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So, if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So, if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll put it all together for you. So, let's get started. Today, we are going to be looking at four Psalms, Psalm 140 through 143. This is a cluster of Psalms, and as we've seen through the book of Psalms, they kind of come in groups. Now today, this group of Psalms is dealing with David um, praying. Uh, These are very personal types of prayers, and some of them deal with when he's uh, in trouble, when he uh, is uh, hiding in caves uh, or and such, but he's he's praying really um, from um, f- for forgiveness of sins, for deliverance from evil, from um, just from the heart. These are intense prayers, and I think that. Uh, they are prayers that we can relate to today. Now, we're not hiding in caves today, but each one of us deals with with the need to be saved. Each one of us deals with the need to try to overcome our sins. Each one of us has things in our life that we're trying to deal with. And when we deal with, with sin or when we or when when we fall down or when we have sins how do we deal with it how do we pray how where is our heart centered and these four psalms are really a deep dive a deep look into David's heart as he was dealing with sins or or as he was dealing with um, circumstances where he was in trouble or he was feeling threatened, or he was feeling down or defeated. There are a tremendous number of human emotions that are going to be um, connected to Psalms 140 through 143. So if you've got a bookmark in your Bible, or if you're putting something down, I'm just seeing these Psalms for the first time as I'm doing this study. I think that these psalms are going to be psalms you might want to mark or bookmark or save to your favorites, where when you get in trouble, you want to read through these psalms or you want to remember these themes of these psalms 
in how you pray or how you set your heart or how you ask uh, God to, to forgive you. Now, we have studied, uh, like in the New Testament, as we studied in Galatians, you know, God knows that we need Him, and He expects us to fall down. We're not, the, you know, He saves us from sin, but we still have sinful bodies. The Holy Spirit has to come in and work on us. But we are continuing we are continuing to need to walk with the Spirit. And when we walk with the Spirit, we're walking by the Spirit. So God expects us to, to fall down and have to get back up. And we see that over in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, for the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. And so he's talking about the law uh, of the sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery. Enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgy, the things like these, things like these, I warned you, as I warned before that, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But in Galatians uh, chapter 5, again in 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law, and those who belong to Christ Jesus, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And then it concludes in verse 25, If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. So in other words, if we're walking by the Spirit, we are living by the Spirit, we want to keep in step with the Spirit. Now, Dr. McGee had pointed out back in our study in Galatians that keeping in step with the Spirit kind of translates as learning to walk. Keeping in step means as a child learns to walk. Now, as a child learns to walk, you fall down, you get back up, you fall down, you get back up. So this is a backdrop, at least for me is how I relate to these scriptures, that this is a backdrop. The New Testament gives us this gift of Jesus Christ. The gospel message is revealed to us. Of course, this is a gospel message that God had planned all the way through the Old Testament, too. He just hadn't revealed it yet. But when we see that we have Jesus Christ, we walk. We can, we can walk by the Spirit. We can live by the Spirit. And we can keep in step with the Spirit, okay? So, we're going to fall, but we have to keep in step. We have to get back up. The Holy Spirit is inside us. And we, we need to walk by the Spirit. We need to be led by the Spirit. When we're being led by the Spirit, we need to live by the Spirit and keep in step. So, David is praying. Now, we're back to Psalms. I just tried to set that up at least... Uh, emotionally for me, how that how this works when we're praying, when we sin and we're praying 
our personal prayers from sin. I always think back, I love Galatians chapter 5, 16 through 25, because it because sometimes you can get real down, you know, like when you feel like you're supposed to be a Christian, and then all of a sudden you sin again, or something happens, and you don't feel so good. Maybe you're in an argument, or maybe you say something you shouldn't, or maybe you uh, uh, fall from any kind of any kind of sin, and then you don't feel good. And then you say, well, you know what? Did God just waste all His time on me? Of course not. He knows how much we're going to need Him. But we need to walk in step with the Spirit. So here is David. Now we're taking, taking up Psalm 140. Psalm 140 is praying to be delivered. Uh, he's looking square in the eyes of sin. He's looking square in the eyes of evil all around him. And he's asking to be delivered from uh, the power of sin. So we'll take up Psalm 140, verse 1. Deliver me, O Lord, from evil men. Preserve me from violent men who plan evil things in their heart and stir up wars continuously. Do you ever feel like you're around just evil everywhere? Whether they're evil men, violent men, evil things... In their heart, they just stir up wars continually. Now, whether this is stirring up evil uh, in terms of fighting wars, I, I mean, David was fighting wars. I mean, these were literally things he was doing. But as we relate to that, I mean, we're not the king. We're not a king of Israel. I mean, David's a king of Israel, and he's surrounded by people who who wanna uh, who wanna. Um, do all kind of violent things and, and stir up wars and things. But aren't we sort of in the same way too? I mean, we're we're surrounded by people who want to stir up war within our own hearts or arguments or violence or things that just tear at your heart. Satan is at war with you whether you know it or not. That's why uh, in Ephesians... Uh, it talks about putting on the armor of God because there's a battle you got to fight every day. Now, God doesn't tell you to win the battle. He just tells you to stand your ground. Ephesians chapter 6, um, 10 through 20. I'm not going to read it all, but He wants you to stand firm. He wants you to stand up, stand firm in the Spirit. Um, and putting on the full armor of God so that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand firm um, and keep praying every day at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. Keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. So, He wants you to stand firm because there's a battle going on. He doesn't tell you to win the war. He just says to hold your ground. So, David's praying in a sense that he can hold his ground. Verse 3 in, in Psalm 140, They make their tongue sharp as a serpent's, and under their lips is the venom of asps. The tongue is really a sharp instrument. 
and it can be almost like a snake. You know how a snake sticks his tongue out at you right before he wants to bite you? Snakes just celebrate their tongue. People have tongues that can be just as evil and have and pack just as much venom. And it says, Sheila, he wants you to reflect on these three little verses here. He's asking for deliverance from evil and what people do in their hearts and people do with their hands and their violence and people might say. Verse 4, guard me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from violent men who've planned to to trip up my feet. Verse 6, I say to the Lord, you are my God. Give ear to the voice of my pleas for mercy, O Lord. O Lord, my Lord, the strength of my salvation. You have covered my head in the day of battle. The day of battle. Back in uh, Ephesians chapter 6, talking about covering up your head. In verse 17, the helmet of salvation protects your head. That's your salvation. You have covered my head in the day of battle. That's with your salvation. You want to protect your head. That's what the whole body controls the whole body is your salvation. Verse 8, grant not, O Lord, the desires of the wicked. Do not further their evil plot or they will be exalted. He's saying, don't let the evil win over me. He's in battle. David's praying like a like a soldier ready for battle. And then he says, As for the head of those who surround me, let their let the mischief of their lips overwhelm them. Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast in the fire. Verse eleven, let not the slander be established in the land. Let the evil let evil hunt down the violent man speedily. Verse 12, I know the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and will execute justice for the needy. Surely the righteous shall give thanks to your name. The upright shall dwell in your presence. Psalm 140 is a battle cry. Because sin is upon you. When sin is upon you, pray. Pray for whatever is going on. Because there is a battle cry. And let your head be covered with the armor of God to stand firm. Verse uh, Psalm, we'll go to Psalm 140 now, because the, the, the Psalms 140, 141, 2, and 3, they're all together. Verse, Psalm 141, O Lord, I call upon you. Hasten to me. Give ear to my voice when I call you. Let my prayer be counted as incense before you. The lifting up of my hands is the evening sacrifice. David is calling out on the name of the Lord. He is calling for protection. He is calling for protection from evil. He's calling for protection from sin. He's calling on the Lord. He says it twice in the first verse. Oh Lord, I call upon you. Hasten to me. Come quickly. Listen to me quickly. Give ear to my voice when I call to you. David is 
David loves prayer. He not only is he this is a window in how he prays, but he loves prayer so much. He he wants his prayer to be incense to the to the Lord in heaven, to the Father. He wants his prayer to be like an incense as he lifts up his hands as the evening sacrifice. He wants his prayer itself to be an act of worship. Do we pray with that in our hearts? When we're praying, when we're praying, when we pray um, and we ask God for things, now these are prayers asking God for things. They're asking for deliverance from evil and from sin. How do we do it? Do we do it nonchalantly? Or do we do it with every fiber that we have in our body? Do we do it with the intent that we are honoring Him with these requests? you got to remember that when you're praying, the Lord Jesus is hearing you. And the Lord Jesus was beaten and put to death on the cross for the very sin you're praying about. This is an act of worship when you pray because you're worshiping Him for what He did for you, for the love He has for you. This is not a nonchalant prayer, but let that prayer, like David said, be be like an incense of sacred worship. Verse 3, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep a watch over the door of my lips. We talked about how evil people and their tongues could hurt like a venom of a snake. And the first thing David says is he directs it on himself. Cover my mouth. Keep watch of the door of my lips. Set a guard. How important it is to be careful about what you say. Because once your words are out there, it's like throwing a stone in the middle of a lake. Its ripples are now no longer under your control. Okay? What you say to somebody else is now under their control. And they can use your words to hurt so many people. Verse 4. Do not let my heart incline to any evil to busy myself with wicked deeds. David's saying, please clean me up. Don't let my heart go to evil. And let me be occupied with that. In company with men who work iniquity. And, and let me not eat of their delicacies. A lot of wickedness is, tempta- is tempting. Whether it's greed, lust, money, um, debauchery, any kind of wildness of living that's ungodly or slandering people or filthy talking. What's coming out of your mouth uh, is important and what's in your heart is important. And what you take in through your mouth when you eat of their delicacies, when co- what comes out of your mouth is important just as what comes into your body. We'll jump down to verse 8. But my eyes are toward you, O God, my Lord. In you I seek refuge. Leave me not defenseless. David says he's got to keep his eyes on the Lord. You've got to be careful what you look at. You've got to be careful 
what you set your gaze on, whether it's um, a lust of the flesh or it's a lust after things in the flesh, whether it's it's uh, uh, sinful things or money or um, possessions. You can look at lust when you're driving through neighborhoods uh, and you wish you lived in their houses. You can look uh, lustfully for anything that you're envious of that somebody else has that you want. And when you start doing that, when you start looking at something that you really want or you covet, or you say, you know, I wish I had those clothes. I wish I had that car. I wish I had that job. I wish I had their popularity. I wish I had their looks. I wish I had this, that, and the other. You start taking your eyes off what you have in Christ Jesus. You start taking your eyes off of God, and you start letting your eyes dwell on 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 people. Don't worship the creation. Worship the Creator. Keep your eyes on God. Even if it's for a second, if you take your eyes off God too long, you can be defenseless. Verse 9, Keep me from the trap that they have laid for me and the snares of the evildoers. The trap can be anything too. They can be trying to trap you and kill you because they don't like you, or the trap can be Satan's trap. Because remember, we got a battle going on here, people, every day. Ephesians 6, 10, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. You got to put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. That's the trap. And, you know, after we finish the Psalms, we're going to be studying Ephesians. I can't wait. This is a great time. But you got to remember the devil has laid the traps for you. He's, telling, he's saying it here in Psalms and he's saying it in Ephesians. The schemes of the devil you got to face. So Psalm 141 for you there. Psalm 142 is just as powerful. Dr. McGee says this psalm helps you know that you got to pray directly about your struggles and your sin. Tell your Father in heaven everything, just like David did. Verse 1, with my voice, I cry out to the Lord with my voice. I plead for mercy to the Lord. This is direct. He's pleading for mercy. There's a battle going on right now. You're hearing this podcast. You think everything's good. There's a battle going on. You think you're you're hearing this podcast and you feel down in the dumps and depressed. You feel defeated by sin. There's a battle going on. There is a battle going on. David's crying out right now. You're hearing it. You're reading it. He's pleading for mercy. It could be mercy before the battle or mercy after the battle. Mercy in victory. Mercy in defeat. We all need God's mercy. You can't go by how you feel. Faith is not a feeling. There's a battle going on. And I don't care what you feel like. 
Your faith is not a feeling. Faith is your trust in the Lord. Verse 2, I pour out my complaint before him. I tell my trouble before him. He pours it out. David pours out everything in his heart to the Lord. Verse 3, when my spirit faints within me, you know my way. In the path where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see there is none who takes notice of me. No refuge remains to me. No one cares for my soul. You feeling alone? No one to notice you? You feeling out of energy when my spirit faints within me? You feeling weak? You feeling maybe defeated? Like nobody cares for you? Like nobody takes notice of you? You look around, there's nobody there? That's how David felt. What is David doing? He's praying. Because there's a battle going on. Satan is laying traps for you left and right. You're going to fall in those traps. Stand your ground. Pray. Ask mercy. Ask forgiveness. Even when you're faint, God knows your way. He knows your way because He's walking with you. He's walking. You're walking with the Spirit and by the Spirit. Verse 5, I cry to you, O Lord, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. The land of the living. Is that here on earth? No. This is the land of the dead. We're having to stand our ground in the land of the dead. David is looking to his refuge in the land of the living. Is everything going wrong around your life? Well, really, you're in the land. You're walking in the land of the dead. Don't set your eyes on the land of the dead. As Psalm 141 says, set your eyes toward God. Take your eyes off the land of the dead. Put it in the land of the living. Verse 6, attend to my cry for I am brought very low. Are you down in the dumps today? Do you feel defeated by sin? Do you feel like you're living in the land of the dead? That brings you down, doesn't it? What did he say? Deliver me. Again, this is verse 6. Attend to my cry, for I'm brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Is the sin in your life too strong for you? A lot of people get that way. Verse 7. Bring me out of prison. Do you feel like you're in prison? Well, you're a prisoner to sin. You're a prisoner to the land of the dead. You're a prisoner to the all the people who are against you or talking about you or just the things around you. Your own personal sin can put you in prison. Bring me out of prison that I may give thanks to your name. Be thankful. That's the heart of prayer. You got to be thankful. The righteous will surround me, for you will deal bountifully with me. The end game is the land of the living. The righteous will surround you one day. Now, you may not feel like it. You may not feel like it. But what does, what does Ephesians 6 tell us to do? This is our battle cry. 
It says, talking about taking the helmet of salvation. We're down in verse 17. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's what we're reading today. The sword of the Spirit. If we're walking with the Spirit and by the Spirit, if we're walking with the Holy Spirit, okay, which is Galatians chapter 5 we were talking about. If we're walking with the Spirit and by the Spirit, what do we do? The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. So if you're walking with the Spirit and by the Spirit, we want to use the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So walk with the Spirit, but walk with the Word of God every day. That's your battle. This is your battle equipment. The helmet of the salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. So we need to be praying, making supplication for all the saints. We need to be praying for one another for perseverance. Because as Psalm 142 says, the righteous will surround me. For you will deal bountifully with me. Okay? This Psalm 142 is praying straight through the sin. He is not praying around the sin. He is play, praying right through the sin. God is your refuge and your portion. The Holy Spirit is in the land of the living, not in the land of the dead. We have a God of the living and not a God of the dead. Feeling very low? There's a battle going on. You can't deny this battle. Psalm 143. This is like a wrap-up prayer. Like from start to finish, this is the prayer. Okay? It's like, it's a guilty, it's like I'm guilty and I'm praying with it. These are like 12 little verses here. But this is like a whole prayer from start to finish. Okay? The confession of sin. And uh, Dr. McGee said, I, and I think it's, um, he was saying, um, let's see, chapter. He was saying in 1 John chapter 1. Verse 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Okay? This is a New Testament sort of message of this Psalm 143. Let me read it one more time. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He is faithful to forgive us. Okay? He's faithful to forgive us. And we've been reading about um, His steadfast love endures forever. Remember Psalm 136? His steadfast love endures forever. And His faithfulness. We've been reading Psalm after Psalm about God's faithfulness and steadfast love endures forever. 
His faithfulness and steadfast love endures forever. Well, First John tells you He's faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us. Okay? So that's really cool to me. How the Psalms keep talking about His steadfast love and faithfulness. And then First John tells you He's faithful and just to forgive. He is faithful to forgive. Okay? So we keep saying... The Lord has more faith in you than you have in Him. He is faithful to you, okay? He's faithful to you to forgive your sins. And so when you sin and when you fall down, you hang on to Psalm 143, like we're going to be reading, but you do it with the heart for for First John. First John chapter 1, verse 9. First John 1, 9. He's faithful to forgive us. Okay? God's on the cross because of His steadfast love. Right? His steadfast love for you. That's why God sent His Son. Because He so loved the world. His, he sent His Son because of His steadfast love. He, he, he sacrificed Himself for His steadfast love. But He's faithful. His faithfulness endures forever. He is a God who is faithful to forgive you. Okay? And that endures forever. That is a forever promise for you and me. So that's kind of the backdrop of this final prayer here. Psalm 143. It's a very tender prayer. So let's read it with the sort of the heart of His faithfulness and steadfast love endures forever. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my pleas for mercy. David's on his knees. In your faithfulness, answer me in your righteousness. Again, God is faithful to forgive us. And He forgives us in His righteousness. Because He has the power to forgive our sins. But He's faithful and just to do it. To cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Again, it's 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. He's faithful to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then Psalm 143, exactly. Psalm 143, verse 1. In your faithfulness, answer me in your righteousness. So He's faithful to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He, he's faithful to forgive in righteousness. Isn't that beautiful? How Psalm 143 verse 1 ties right in to 1 John 1 chapter 9. Verse 2, Enter not not into judgment with your servant. Please don't judge me. For no one living is righteous before you. There's nobody who can can be judged righteous before, before you, Father. Please don't judge me. Hear my pleas for mercy. In your faithfulness, answer me. Verse 3. For the enemy, for the sin has pursued my soul. It's crushed my life to the ground. It's made me sit in darkness. Just like those long dead. I feel dead already. Verse 4. Therefore my spirit faints within me. My heart within me is appalled. Look at what I did. Look at all the things I did. My spirit inside pretty much gone. 
Verse 5, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all you've done. I ponder the work of your hands. I remember when days when I was when I did better, or maybe I wasn't in sin. Or I remember when I was happier. I remember the days of old when when you were in your glory and you were doing things to forgive me. Or I was doing things that I just thought I was better than this. And I'm just meditating on what you've done. The work that you've done. Because when I look at my own hands, they're dirty and filthy. Verse 6, I stretch my hands out to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. I just raise my hands up to you like thirsty. Like I'm empty inside. I'm just a broken vessel. I've got nothing inside. My soul thirsts for you like a parched hand. Verse 7, please answer me quickly, O Lord. My spirit fails. I'm gone. There's nothing inside me. My spirit right now is just failing me. Hide your face not from me, lest I be like those who go down to the pit. If, If I can't see your face, I'm just dead already. I'm a dead man walking. Please, if I can just have one thing, is just to hear an answer from you, Father. Verse 8, let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love. I know your steadfast love and faithfulness endures forever. Let me hear in the morning when I wake up your steadfast love. For in you I trust. My heart has to be on you, Father. I fail every time. Make me know the way I should go, for I lift up my soul. Make me know the way I should go. Let me walk by the Spirit. Let me be led by the Spirit. Let me have the fruit of the Spirit. Let me live by the Spirit. Let me keep in step with the Spirit. Make me know the way I should go. For you I lift up my soul. Let my soul be lifted up to you, to your Holy Spirit who can be with me. Verse 9, Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord. I have fled to you for refuge. That's all I have because my sin has just defeated me. Verse 10, Teach me to do your will. For you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. Let your good spirit, the fruit of your spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, let that spirit lead me. Let me keep in step with your spirit so that I won't fall. Let the ground be level as I keep in step with your spirit. Verse 11, For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life. For your name, your honor, your glory, preserve my life. Not for me at all. I'm unworthy. Let it be for your honor and glory. Preserve my life. In your righteousness, Father, bring my soul out of trouble. I'm overwhelmed. I'm dead already. Please deliver my soul. 
verse 12, and in your steadfast love, you will cut off my enemies. You will get rid of my sin. You will destroy all the adversaries of my soul, including Satan and all his traps that I have to battle with every day and be defeated and have to get up. Let me stand my ground. Please, through your steadfast love, the love of Jesus Christ for me. I pray, Father. I pray that whatever we ask for you, as it says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 22, whatever we ask for you, that we receive from you because we keep His commandments and do what pleases Him. Deliver me. Let me keep your commandments and keep my eyes on you. Let me confess our sins, my sin, that you are a faithful God. You are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness to cut it all off. For I am your servant. That's how it ends. Psalm 143. And I was interjecting a lot of the feeling and emotions that go in a psalm like this. This is a prayer specifically right through um, right through the sin. Looking through the sin towards the faithful Father who's faithful and just to forgive us, our Lord Jesus, to cleanse us all from unrighteousness. I hope these uh, psalms, these four psalms were really encouraging. They are encouraging to me. Um, and I hope that there are psalms that you can dwell on and go to when you're, pray- when you're, when you're praying uh, for forgiveness of, of whatever uh, sins or troubles uh, loneliness, depression, anxieties that you might be dealing with. This is These are good psalms. And a lot of solid scripture is connected to them. All There's just a ton of emotion in these and so much solid scripture that's coming from these. Um, and such a, just a true picture on, um, on the act of, of worship and asking for forgiveness. So, really encouraging. This is uh, where I'm going to turn it over to my partner in Zambia, Matali. Um, Matali, I hope you're doing great. And I know Matali's been uh, trying to uh, work on getting uh, uh, good internet access to, to, to broadcast. Matali, we just, uh, we're just always, uh, it's always great to hear you and what you have to say about this. So, I'll turn it over to you now. And for me to all of you, God bless you, and I'll see you next time. Hi, so today's teaching is coming from Psalms 143 to Psalms 143. And, um, you know, my main highlight from today's teaching is, um, you know, the faith and trust that David had in in God's righteousness and, um, you know, how, how, how much faith he had in in, in, in in God's faithfulness and in God's um, justification, despite all the odds being against him, with um, the wicked King Saul who was after David, 
and he was up for open season. It was open season for David, as Pastor J.V. Mackey put it. Um, David still had faith in <coughs> in God's um, righteousness. And, you know, as Christians today, we we tend to feel, you know, we have to try and do something extra in order for in order to please God and in order for God to actually hear our prayers. But all God wants us to do is um, to be faithful to him <coughs> and to praise his name. Um, we don't have to add anything extra in order for us to actually please him because everything extra was already done for us when his son bore all our sins on the cross and died for us. He just wants us to be faithful and not, not just have lip service. Let our lives not contradict our lips. Let us live by faith and faith alone in Christ. So, Psalms 140, um, it looks at the last days. Um, <coughs> this is um, the days when the godly remnants are facing the Antichrist. This is the wicked man. So, this is a prayer of David asking for protection. So, it reads, Deliver me, O Lord, from evil men. Preserve me from violent men who plan evil things in their hearts. They continually gather, gather together for war. They sharpen their tongues like a serpent. The poison of asps is under their lips. Selah. So, um, you know, this is um, the Antichrist, is the evil man. Um, many of us today have, you know, you know, have come into conflict with evil men. And... Um, this should be our prayer. Um, you know, let's not take vengeance into our own hands. Let's leave everything to God. Psalms, so chapter 2 and 3 read, They plan evil things in their hearts. They continually gather um, together for war. They sharpen their tongues like serpents. They poison their asps. Um, the poison of asps is under their lips. <coughs> so this... Um, this is what um, the evil <coughs> men do. <coughs> you know, what their tongue does and, um, you know, the, like what they speak. You know, um, their tongues are like um, like serpents. Um, they speak evil because their hearts are full of evil. So, um, you know, we, we do have a lot of um, wicked people out there who wish us ill. And, you know, let's just pray to God and... Leave everything in God's hand and God, let God um, take vengeance. Um, verses 8 to 9 of Psalms 140 is an imprecatory uh, prayer. It's for the people who will be in the Great Tribulation. It's, it's, it's kind of like a very, um, you know, like vengeance, vengeful uh, um, <coughs> chapter, chapters rather. Um, it says, do not grant, O Lord, the desires of the wicked. Do not further his wicked scheme, lest they be exalted. As for the head of those who surround me, let the evil of their lips cover them. So, um, this, um, it's, it's, a, it's an imprecatory prayer. It's like a prayer of vengeance. And um, David was praying this prayer of vengeance. So, um, you know, don't let, 
you know, as Christians, don't be bitter. You know, let vengeance be for the Lord. It says so in Romans 12, verse 19. Let me just turn to that. Romans 12, verse 19. <coughs> reads, um, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. So, you know, as Christians today, let vengeance be for the Lord. You know, um, scripture says so. God will take care of everything. Um, verses, Psalms 140, verse 11, reads, goes on to read, um, Let not a slander be established in the earth. Let evil hunt the violent man to overthrow him. So um, this is, um, you know, if we don't forsake the path of, of, of faith in God, um, he will reveal to us, you know, the wicked. So, you know, let's just keep the faith and uh, keep the path of the Lord. Let us um, love our neighbors as we love ourselves. That's one of the greatest commandments. And um, actually it sums up all the commandments. <coughs> and, you know, let uh, in God's own timing, he shall reveal the evil man. So, um, so this was, um, it was a prayer for, uh, by David, um, you know, for the godly remnants during the time of tribulation. Psalms 141 looks at the personal history of David. This is a prayer of David. Um, and it begins, Lord, I cry out to you. Make haste to me. Give ear to my voice when I cry to you. So this is um, David's prayer. Um, and David, David was a man who loved prayer. He always looked to God and um, looked to God for, for um, looked to God for, for help and for guidance. And, um, you know, God can only answer prayer if we are faithful to him. You know, you cannot just kneel down and pray and, you know, act a different way um, the following day or just after you leave the church building. You know, your life is not supposed to contradict your, your, your lips. Um, don't just give lip service. Um, as verse 3 reads, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. So this is... Um, a prayer, David, um, he's saying, you know, prayer should be backed up by one's life, you know, how you live your life. Um, as Psalm 66, verse 18 reads, let me just turn to Psalm 66, verse 18. Um, okay. It reads... <clears throat> Um, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. You know, um, there is a law of equilibrium. Everything has to balance in your life. You know, your prayer and your life has to balance. So you have faith in God, but you do not want to live by faith. Obviously, you wonder why your prayers aren't being answered. Because, um, you know, be not deceived. God's not mocked. 
God sees everything in darkness and light, you know, high above, down below, God sees everything. So, um, no matter what we do, you know, let's try and stay faithful to God and, and um, you know, live by the word of God. Um, it also says so in John chapter 3 verse 21. And um, <clears throat> it reads, But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, and that they have been done in God. So this is um, talking about the balance between, um, you know, our lips and our life. Um. <coughs> <coughs> So verse 8 of Psalms 141 um, reads, um, uh, But my eyes are upon you, O God, the Lord. In you I take refuge. Do not leave my soul destitute. So, um, you know, David... David was um, had a lot of enemies who surrounded him, and um, you know there was a point where he was hiding in caves from his enemies, and the point where he thought, you know, that was it. But um, the Lord, um, the Lord kept him safe. As verse ten reads, "Let the wicked fall into their own nets, while I escape safely." And this is what happened. Um, God guided David because David's um, prayers and um, life were in equilibrium. They were. Um, David was living a faithful life. Um, it wasn't off balance. He was living by his. Um, <coughs> his life was corresponding to, um, you know, his deeds. Psalms one hundred and forty-two is a masculine psalm. This is a psalm of instruction. This, David is praying. This is where David is praying out of a cave when he was, um, you know, the wicked king Saul was looking for him um, and he was hiding in the cave of Angath. So, um, so David, he took everything before God and, and um, he believed in God. It says, hear my prayer, O Lord. That's the first one. Give ear to my supplications. In your faithfulness, answer me. And in your righteousness, um, and in your, uh, do not enter into judgment with your servant, for in your sight no one living is righteous. So, um, you know, David had a wonderful relationship with God, and, um, you know, despite the situation he was in, David always looked to the Lord, and the Lord guided him. Um... Sorry, um, that was 142. Sorry, Psalms 142. Sorry, that's the masculine psalm. Sorry, I'll just go through this again. This is uh, the contemplation of David. Mm, that's Psalms 142. This is um, a, the, um, a contemplation of David, a prayer when he was in a cave. That's um, And it reads, sorry, cry out to the Lord with my voice. Um, with my voice to the Lord, I make my supplication. I pour out my complaint before him. I declare before him my trouble. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then I knew my path 
all the way in which I walk. They have secretly set a snare for me. Look on my right hand and see there is no one who acknowledges me. Refuges filled me. No one cares for my soul. So this is um David's <coughs> the time he was hiding in the cave of Angath and um you know the Lord was protecting him. He sent him um over four hundred soldiers to help him in battle and um you know he odds were against him. He was against a wicked, wicked King Saul. And um you know God protected him. God protects his own, you know, if we keep the faith and and and, and pray to God. And um you know God has a lot of mercy for us and David looked to the Lord and the Lord guided him. So Psalms 143, this was an urgent appeal for help, um, for prayer um, to David. And this is, um, this is a prayer that we can all pray as Christians today. And, um, and this is, um, you know, this is a prayer that we should, um, we should pray, um, you know, when we're in times of, in times of trouble, in times of need, let's look to God. God is faithful and he is just and righteous. And, um, <coughs> um, so this particular prayer, um, you know, in Romans 10 verse 3, Paul says, you know, how righteous God is. Um, Paul looks at how righteous God is. And, you know, the problem with the Gentiles then and the problem with us Christians today is, you know, we're trying to do something extra um, to try and please God. But that's not what God wants. And this prayer reads, Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications in your faithfulness. Answer me. And in your righteousness, do not enter into judgment with your servant. For in your sight... No one is living. No one living is righteous. For the enemy has persecuted my soul; he has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in darkness, like those who have long been dead. Therefore, my spirit is overwhelmed within me; my heart within me is distressed. So, um, you know, let us have this kind of faith um, and belief in God. You know, the kind of faith and belief David had. You know, um, our God is a God of all. He is a merciful God. He is a just God. He is a righteous God. And, um, you know, he has already done everything for us. And um, all we have to do is go to him and, and, and pray to him. And this psalm ends with um, verse 12 which reads in your mercy cut off my enemies and destroy all those who afflict my soul for i am your servant god will hear your prayer if you back up your prayer with um with a righteous life um so let us not just offer lip service to god let us um, let our deeds show and god will listen and he will guide us and he will protect us. So yes, this is my, this is what I learned from today's teaching. And um, thanks for listening. God bless and bye-bye.